Hello everyone. In this particular class, we will try to learn briefly about the organization of the spinal cord. The learning objectives of this class would be to name the afferent fibers in peripheral nerves and give their function, understand the involvement of nerve in axotomy, demyelination, ischemia and compression, appreciate the arrangement of afferent and efferent neurons in the spinal cord and understand the importance of spinal cord laminae. Somatic sensations are carried from the receptors via sensory fibers in the peripheral nerves to the spinal cord. They enter spinal cord via dorsal root. From spinal cord, they are carried to the different centers in the brain in various ascending pathways. Here we discuss how sensory information are conveyed from the peripheral structures to the spinal cord and how they are organized in, in the spinal cord. The peripheral nerve, the somatosensory signals travel to the central nervous system via peripheral nerves. The peripheral nerves contains axons of pseudo-unipolar sensory neurons. The cell bodies of these neurons are located in the dorsal root ganglia that is DRG. The sensory fibers have a different diameter and conduction velocity depending on the receptors they innervate and the sensation carried by them. Sensory nerve originating from a particular segment of spinal cord innervates a specific dermatome. That means an area of skin is supplied by a particular sensory nerve. This is called as somatosensory map of the body. Therefore, Lesion of particular segment of spinal cord or a particular dorsal root or particular nerve results in loss of sensation from corresponding sense, corresponding skin area supplied by the nerve. This helps in the localizing the nerve or the spinal cord segment involved in the disease process. So these are the different dermatomes where you can see the different dermatome and the area supplied by uh, the each spinal nerve examples C2, C3 which are going to uh, supply the area around the neck and uh, C5 to T2 they are going to innervate the limb where T2 to T12 they are going to innervate uh, the thorax and abdomen whereas uh, the L2, L3 and L4 uh, over the limb and uh, uh, S1 and S2, uh, S3, they are going to innervate the posterior aspect of the leg and the perineal region. Afferent fibers in peripheral nerves. The afferent fibers that transmit cutaneous sensation are broadly divided into three categories. Large myelinated A alpha and beta, A beta fibers these fibers transmit impulses generated in mechanoreceptors. Small myelinated A-delta fibers transmit impulses from nociceptors that is fast pain and cold receptors. Some fibers also transmit impulses generated in mechanoreceptors. Whereas small unmyelinated C fibers primarily transmit slow pain and temperature. Few fibers also transmit impulses generated in mechanoreceptors. The clinical importance of peripheral nerve fibers. 
peripheral nerves are affected by four major types of disease process axotomy demyelination ischemia and compression axotomy is the transection of the nerve fiber this is usually happens in cut injuries the part of the axon distal to the axotomy degenerates which is called as valerian degeneration the degeneration also occurs in the proximal part of the neuron which includes swelling of the cell body chromatolysis in soma and retraction of axon from the point of injury during the process of regeneration spotting of the new fibers starts from the proximal axon the peripheral axons regenerate faster than the central axons sensory fibers regenerate faster than motor fibers demyelination occurs in many neuropathies distal axonopathy that is degeneration of the distal part of the peripheral neurons occurs commonly occurs commonly in diabetes and chronic alcoholism usually these diseases manifest in the form of sensory loss in the distal parts of the limb that is distal sensory neuropathy ischemia for more than 15 minutes results in loss of touch temperature and fast pain slow pain is usually not affected as unmyelinated c fibers are less sensitive to hypoxia than myelinated fibers acute ischemia inhibits oxoplasmic transport and impulse propagation known as a conduction block whereas chronic ischemia results in degeneration of the nerve fibers compression of nerve fiber is called as compressive neuropathy in compressive neuropathy larger diameter fibers that is fibers more than 5 micrometers are affected early and more severely than the small unmyelinated fibers therefore usually slow pain is not affected initially example of compressive neuropathy is entrapment of median nerve in carpal tunnel which is called as carpal tunnel syndrome note that in ischemia and compression elimination of touch sensation occurs first and then the pain sensation whereas local anesthetics first eliminate the pain sensation and then the touch small unmyelinated fibers are more sensitive to local anesthetics but less sensitive to hypoxia and mechanical compression than the large diameter fibers the dorsal root the afferent fibers that travel in the peripheral nerve enter the spinal cord via dorsal root the cell bodies of the afferent neurons are present in the drg the distal axons are peripheral nerve fibers the proximal axons are the dorsal root fibers that enter the spinal cord the region of the skin innervated by a single dorsal root ganglion is called as dermatome usually there is no significant overlapping of the dermatomes of the adjacent ganglia this helps in mapping that is detecting uh, uh, the defect according to the dermatomal innervation the sensory loss of a particular segment of a spinal cord and thereby locating the disease process however the distribution of innervation of muscles that is myotomes or bones that is sclerotomes by individual dorsal root ganglia is loose as there is a greater overlapping clinical significance is the dorsal roots may be affected by compression 
transaction or various other disease processes the features of dorsal root involvement depend on severity and distribution of the fibers for example mild compression causes irritation whereas more compression causes damage to the dorsal root fibers compression of the dorsal root uh, is not uncommon this occurs usually from the herniation of intervertebral disc the injury produced by the compression results in pain in all the affected dermatomes irritation of the dorsal root can produce paresthesia or hyperesthesia in the corresponding dermatome whereas damage to the dorsal root can cause frank segmental anesthesia the other diseases that affecting dorsal root are uh, the traction inflammatory process ischemia infection as it occurs in case of tapes dorsalis then degeneration afferent fibers enter spinal cord through the dorsal root and afferent fibers leave the spinal cord through ventral root thus the dorsal root is sensory and ventral root is motor this is called as bell mesendi law however there are evidence that few afferent fibers are also present in the ventral root and the ventral root afferents are usually small unmelanated nociceptors arising from visceral structures coming to the spinal connections the afferent fibers that is the first order neurons of sensory pathway after entering the spinal cord may have the following three destinations they ascend directly in the dorsal column of the spinal cord that is without relay on the second order neuron as a major ascending track that happens in dorsal column pathway to reach the second order neurons in the medulla or they terminate in the dorsal horn and relay on the second order neurons in the same segment and the same side of the spinal cord the second order neuron then crosses to the opposite side and ascend in the anterolateral system they may ascend or descend a few segments in the spinal cord before contacting the second order neurons so so this is how uh, the afferent nerve fibers after passing through the dorsal root ganglion they enter into the uh, dorsal horn where they can ascend into the same spinal cord as it occurs in dorsal column tract or it can cross and ascend up as a anterolateral system many afferent neurons originating from muscle spindle golgi tendon organs or joint receptors mostly directly or sometimes indirectly contact corresponding motor neurons in the anterior horn cells some fibers afferent fibers are also make connections with the interneurons uh, that is present in the spinal cord segment or with the terminals of the fibers in the descending pathways originating from different areas of the brain okay. so this uh, diagram shows the the spinal connections uh, of in the spinal cord uh, of the afferent neuron okay so when afferent uh, nerve when it Uh, comes through the dorsal root ganglion and uh, uh, comes to the dorsal uh, uh, dorsal horn okay so it may take a different pathways as i told it can ascend up into the dorsal column okay so then it can so 
without any you no know, uh, relay or after relaying so it can enter into the opposite uh, spinal cord to enter into the anterolateral system okay or they may terminate on directly on the anterior motor neuron okay so which can act as a uh, the motor neuron or sometimes they may terminate on the interneurons okay and then they can innervate the anterior motor neuron for the motor action the fibers uh, are somatotropically that is uh, they may have a representation of the body part uh, which which can be arranged in the spinal cord the afferent fibers arising from the distal part of the extremities and ventral surface of the trunk terminate uh, in or occupy the medial part of the spinal cord the fibers coming from the proximal part of the extremities and the dorsal body surface terminate laterally on the spinal cord coming to the spinal cord lamellae these are the different lamellae in the dorsal and ventral roots of the spinal cord the lamina in the dorsal horn they are called as sensory lamina as they are as they accommodate the afferent fibers sensory lamina are lamina 1 2 lamina lamina 6 the lamina in the ventral horn are called as motor lamina as they accommodate the efferent pathways the motor lamina is mainly the lamina 9 however lamina 7 and 8 also contribute to the motor lamina but contain mainly the interneurons lamina 10 is the intercommissural lamina the lamina the spinal lamina were first described by rexst in 1954 therefore this cyto architectural arrangement in the spinal cord is known as rexst lamina the nerve fibers with the different diameters terminate preferentially in the different sensory lamina in the dorsal horn of the spinal cord coming to the each lamina lamina 1 it receives the small nociceptive a delta and c fiber inputs therefore this lamina responds mainly or primarily to the noxious stimuli the cells of lamina 1 project their axons to variety of spinal and supraspinal nuclei they send axon to the lateral cervical nucleus dorsal column nuclei thalamus and so on the lamina 2 uh, it is known as substantia gelatinosa it receives primarily the c fiber inputs thus most of the lamina 2 cells responds to nociceptive or strong mechanical stimuli the axons of lamina 2 terminates locally a few neurons project into the other segments of the spinal cord lamina 3 to 6 these laminas mainly receive myelinated a fibers these neurons responds to fine touch vibration and proper reception the axons of these cells ascend up in the somatosensory pathway in the dorsal column in addition lamina 5 receives input from nociceptors okay so this is a diagram showing that of spinal lamina so this is the dorsal horn and this is the ventral horn been divided into 10 lamina whereas most of the dorsal lamina they are related to the uh, the sensory 
the lamina 1 it receives information from a delta and c fibers whereas lamina 2 is called as uh, it receives information from the fiber c it is called as substantia gelatinosa whereas uh, the these laminas that is 4 to 6 they receive information from the larger fibers like a alpha and a beta uh, okay, and they carry the sensation of mainly the uh, fine touch proper reception and all and the ventral roots they are mainly uh, for the uh, for the motor functions okay so they receive motor uh, innovations the descending influence on the spinal cord lamina the descending influences come primarily from the cortex via corticospinal tract from the brain stem via extra pyramidal tracts these descending tracts primarily terminate directly or indirectly on the motor neurons located in the ventral horn that is the anterior horn cells however a significant number of descending fibers also terminate on the cells on cells on the dorsal horn lamina that is on the sensory lamina too the main purpose of this termination of the descending tracts is to bring the uh, bring about the sensory motor coordination or modify the sensory output sorry input entering to the central nervous system according to the motor need of the body so this provides a feedback for sensory motor regulation the following are the sites of termination of the descending tracts in the sensory lamina in addition to their termination on motor neurons and other spinal neurons corticospinal tract mainly terminates on sensory lamina 3 4 5 and 6 raphe spinal nuclei terminates on first second fifth sixth and seventh and medullary reticulospinal it is going to terminate on first second fifth sixth fifth sixth and seventh whereas pontine reticulospinal tract it is going to terminate on fifth seventh and eighth rex lamina so this is a brief introduction of organization of the spinal cord thank you